Hello, and welcome to the Boom or Bust Fantasy Podcast. We're coming in hot with the best bad takes in the fantasy industry. Here are your hosts, Steve Reed, Kyle Gadley, Drew Marsh, and Zach Beekner. Welcome back to the Boomer Bust Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Steve, with the, the normal gangle of uh, of a hoodlums here. We'll start with uh, Kyle Hayden Day, Kyle. Good. I'm just so glad the gangle's all back. The gangle's, and... I meant to say gaggle, but you know, <laughs> it's here. It's, uh, uh, it's good know, time. I can't wait to BS ha- with you guys a little bit. So. the newborn dad brain is... Uh, it's it's a real thing, in case you're wondering. <laughs> uh, heading off now. I don't know if we recorded since. Oh yeah, we did. But I was gonna say the newlywed again, but still the only newlywed, Mister Drew Marsh. How you doing, Drew? I'm doing great. And then last but not least, Mister. Uh, I don't show up to the recording. Zach, how you doing, Zach? Hey, I had to work. I apologize for that. <laughs> I mean, it's like being an adult some yeah. other time, other than when we're trying to record. It's pretty pretty easy. Uh, what do you last mean, week, being an adult? Because it sucks. <laughs> yeah, I can't confirm. Uh, last week, though, uh, getting into the fantasy football talk, we talked about our top, what do we do, 18, I think, tight ends or top 15 tight ends. 15, uh, yeah. This week, we're going to do our top 18 QBs, or at least attempt to, um, and go from there. Any, And then at the end, we know if we have any time, go through some camp talks going around any preseason talks that you know we're getting excited for so uh with that let's go ahead and we're not gonna do any honorable mentions beforehand like we have been doing so we'll just hop in at our uh first four here matt ryan justin fields tua and trey lance are 18 through 15 respectively uh zach i'll let you go first is there anyone or who on this list i should say do you want to talk about well, I'm pretty sure I've touched on them already a little bit um, in previous uh, drafts that we've done, mock drafts. Um, I'm going to go with uh, my boy, uh, I do believe you mentioned his name, uh, Trey Lance. Is that, was that one yeah, of the first ones? Sure did. There you go. There right. it is. Yeah. How about it? Well, uh, like I said uh, previously, he's been... They've been talking about him a lot out in San Francisco. And, I mean, they also talked a lot about Jimmy G the year he took over. So, I mean, is it good? Is it bad? Uh, from the looks of it, from the videos that we've seen, uh, I got to say, he might he might actually be the real deal. And if you're looking for somebody, if you want to be one of those people that waits late in a draft and take somebody um, that could possibly – I don't know. Have, he's going to have that rushing ability. He's going to score some of them rushing touchdowns. I'm not going to say he's going to be top 10, but he's going to be a serviceable fantasy quarterback on some of those weeks that he plays maybe a weaker defense or something. Um, I mean, he does have the potential maybe to break into. I mean, it, it's just so hard to say he might be a top 10 quarterback, but he does have that rushing ability, which makes him a threat, I will say. I myself am fairly high on Trey Lance this season. 
maybe higher than I should be. I've been getting him in a lot of mocks. Um, he played week one of their preseason against San Francisco. He went four for five for 92 and a tutty. Uh, meanwhile, he also had just one carry for seven, so we didn't really get to see much of that rushing ability. And like you did mention, he is going super, super late in drafts and is a super valuable pick if he does end up performing uh, to the level in which at least I personally feel like, because I'm, I'm on board with Trey Lance too. He's overall player 99 off the board. That puts him super, super late, super, super affordable, uh, ADP at 102.2. So I personally love Trey Lance. I think he – I'll say it. I think he breaks into the top 10 this year. You think? Uh, I think there's a solid chance. I mean, he has a solid group of receivers. Debo, I don't think he's – he's going to regress some from last year but he's not going to regress as much as people are anticipating. I think Ayuk could take a big step forward. George Kittle's still there. And just his rushing ability alone where he might vulture some of these touchdowns from Elijah Mitchell or Davis Price, whoever's the backup. Uh, I just feel like there's a, a huge upside for Trey Lance. And honestly, their offensive line is good enough to get, get him some touches. Anybody just want to? Hit on it. Uh, hit on Trey Lance before we move on. I think you pretty much know it, buddy. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much we have no idea yet, but with his rushing upside, who knows what his ceiling is at this point. Okay. Uh, I'll go next. I'll take Matt Ryan just because it feels like he's the safer of the two – or the three left, pardon me. Uh, I feel like Ryan pretty properly rated for our consensus. He's not going to get you any rushing yardage. I feel like he could have a pretty big passing game work, or even pretty big passing year, I should say. Uh, Michael Pittman, solid receiver. I mean, wide receiver won this year in a lot of drafts. You have Alec Pierce there now uh, as a rookie. Maybe Paris Campbell, but, I mean, he's going to get hurt probably a day or two from now after recording this just because he's always hurt. And then, of course, he has arguably the best in between the tackles running back next to Derrick Henry on his team to alleviate some of that, uh, some of that pressure where, you know, you're going to have extra DBs on the field because they're going to try to load the box against JT. I feel like so. I like Ryan this year. Pit number eighteen. I feel like super, super properly rated. I don't think you can go much higher for him just because he's not going to have that rushing upside that a two is going to have, that a Justin Fields is going to have, Trey Lance, who we just talked about. So I, I think 18 is pretty fair for him. What do you guys think? Uh, I'll go, I guess. I I think I like Matt Ryan at uh, 18. It's might be a little discouraging if you get him in a one-quarterback league, but if you get him as your second quarterback in a two-quarterback league, I think that's completely fine, and I wouldn't complain about that at all. Yeah, you, you pair him with an early round Kyler or Josh Allen type pick. I mean, I think you're set. Mm-hmm. Especially for a super flex, it's going to be a deadly combo. So, I don't know. Next, sorry, I I was just I just wanted to talk about how like you know everybody's talking about how he's possibly going to be one of the he's going to have like a Stafford season. But let's be honest, he's a little bit more seasoned than when Stafford was when he switched teams. I mean, they, he's he's definitely 
a lot better than what was there originally. But I, I, I just don't see him having that great season like uh, Stafford did because Stafford is still a little bit more in his prime than Ryan is, I think. I, I, just to throw it in there, the uh, people are high on like Michael Pittman this year. And I think it's because it's not because Matt Ryan's going to be amazing. It's because Matt Ryan is levels above Carson Wentz. It's not that people are saying that Matt Ryan's going to be amazing. It's just he's going to be way better than Carson Wentz. And that's what you can't let get I mean, the Matt Ryan overhype for. Exactly. That's, that's, that's not thing. hard to do, though. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, I don't remember the exact stat. Um, just, just hearing it you know, on, on various fantasy football podcasts and, and shows, but um, the amount of catchable balls that Pittman had last year should go up considerably to, in going into this season. Uh, Carson Wentz underthrew him a lot, it felt like, last year, and there was just a lot of issues, I feel like, getting the ball to Pittman, whereas Ryan has a little – let's be honest, Matt Ryan has much better ball placement than Wentz does at this point, and yeah. it should lead to – a wide receiver one year for Michael Pittman. So, and uh, I do want to throw this out there. Not that we're talking about receivers, but if you look at, look at the number one receiver, at least the past two years now in fantasy football, last year was Cooper cup. The year before that, it was Steph Diggs. The difference between the year prior and then their wide receiver one season was they got an upgrade at quarterback. You had, Steph Diggs go from Minnesota where, you know, maybe he's in that 1A, 1B situation with Adam Thielen, but he went to Josh Allen. You had uh, Cooper Cup go from Jared Goff, who was still really good with Jared Goff, mind you, but went from Goff to Matt Stafford and had almost 2,000 yards. So that upgrade at receiver or running quarterback should help the the Pittman train here and get him – I don't know if he's going to finish Steph Diggs and, and Cooper Cup-esque, but big year, I feel like. So, Kyle, I'll let you hit next, either Tua or Justin Fields. I'll give Drew his uh, cream of the crop. I'll go with Tua, even though you guys know I'm not a huge Tua fan, but I'll still talk about him. Uh, so, you all know I don't like Tua just because his arm strength isn't the greatest. His arm accuracy in the past all hasn't been the greatest. I mean, this is a guy that played in... 13 games last year and only threw for 2,600 yards. And meanwhile, he did support, I think Jalen Waddle was a thousand yard receiver last year. Correct. And uh, I mean, with the addition of Tyreek, all they got to really do is just get the ball in Tyreek's hands and he's going to make stuff happen. But I don't know. It's just two is really scares me. I'm not, I'm not going to be super high on him this year. I'm not going to draft him very much unless I absolutely have to like in a super flex uh, QB league, but I do have him projected to go about 4,000 yards with 26 tutties. So, I mean, he can be feasible as like a QB two, but other than that, I'm not, I'm going to kind of stay away from two of this year. Two is going well ahead of some of these guys. We, we're ta- right around. We're talking about, I mean, he's going, I mean, he's the 16th what? QB off the board. Four, ADP. four QBs ahead of five QBs ahead of Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, two behind Trey Lance. One ahead of Justin Fields, who Drew's going to talk about here in a second. And I, I don't know. I find it kind of wild that 
he's as high as he is. I mean, I get it. He got the upgraded receiver uh, with Tyreek there, and Jalen Waddle did have a phenomenal year, like you alluded to. Mm-hmm. But we, I mean, we here's the to thing too: him. he doesn't he doesn't rush like Trey Lance and Justin Fields do. Like he only had 128 rushing yards last year. So the fact that he's hyped up this much is kind of mind boggling to me. And I mean, can I see a top 15 season out of two? Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. He has the weapons there. Uh, I He's not the Miami player going late in drafts that I'm excited for. Let's say that. If I'm getting a Miami player that's not named Jalen Waddle or Tyreek in the first five to six rounds, uh, the only other one that I'm going to want later is going to be Chase Edmonds at this point. So, uh, yeah, I'm just personally not high on to, uh, I mean, 4,000 yards doable, sure. We'll see how this offense plays with the new scheme. That's going to be the biggest thing. So anybody want to touch on this before you head over to uh, Justin Fields? No, I mean, I pretty much share the ideal there. Me and Kyle, I heard his projections, and mine were pretty darn similar. So, How, how many touchdowns to... do you have on the round? I have him at 26. 26. <laughs> I mean, that that's not a bad year. If he can add just a hair, you know, a little bit of rushing upside, which he, he did have some rushing ability in college at Alabama. I mean, it wasn't phenomenal, but I don't know. He, he just scares yeah. me because the inconsistencies are there. And, I mean, maybe it changes this year with Tyreek. And we're all wrong, but I'm, I'm just nervous. So I mean, Tyreek's hyping them up to be like one of the greatest passers of all time. So, well, yeah, which is, which is really tough going from yeah. Mahomes to two. And I don't know, like I said, if I'm getting excited for anybody late in drafts out of Miami, it's Edmonds and it's not Tua right now. So, uh, that leaves Justin Fields for Mr. Marsh. All right. So basically with Justin Fields, we just have to be able to get him going this year. I mean, last year, he only played, what, 13 games? 13 games, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he just didn't get the best opportunities to really, like, build into what he wanted to be. Plus, the offense wasn't built around him, and it still isn't, I guess. But, I mean, the play calling. It's still better this year. Oh, yeah, it's worse this year, actually. It's way worse. There's no – that that line is well, almost as bad not, as Pittsburgh's. Okay, 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 okay. What I meant by that was the play calling – and I would assume the new head coach is going to have a, a playbook that is more centered around his strengths this year because last year they were not. And hopefully that helps him a little bit. But, I mean, if he gets the rushing, like if he gets 800 rushing yards, there's no way he's not a top 15 quarterback. It's just going to be we don't know how the line's going to hold up. Right. Well, he's so going to have probably – He's what? gonna have twelve hundred rushing yards if the way the line if the way the way the line that hold the, the way that line is holding up, he's gonna end up with twelve hundred because he's gonna be running for his life. And that's fine with me. But Or he's gonna get hurt. Yeah. Or but I mean silly. I have him at seven hundred and thirty rushing yards and he's my QB fifteen, but that's I guess it depends. I, it really does depend on his uh, if he can get the touchdowns thrown. I just can't see it happening. I think they're going to be a 
rush heavy offense because they're not going to have too many options. And I do think even Khalil Herbert gets a little Slash. more involved this year. But yeah, it it might look a little tough. I but think it's, po- hurt, it's possible though. for him to break. No, he's not. Um, it's possible not. for him to break top 15 this year, but as of now, it's looking like it's going to be hard for him to do that. I'm kind of, like, torn here. I Could I see Fields going top 15? Yeah. Could I see him finishing, like, you know, right with – Right. Yeah. It, yeah. It's such a fine line with, with Justin Fields. Like you guys alluded to, that line's bad. I mean – he got sacked. He got hit or sacked how many times in that first preseason game he played? It was it was atrocious. Uh, I do feel like Montgomery and Mooney have a, a pretty fair or a fairly big year this year for at least fantasy terms. Um, Cole Komet should have some sort of fa- fantasy relevancy. How much I don't know. Uh, I do want to see. You know he doesn't really have a number two wide receiver on this team to throw to. I mean, Akil Harry is what he's out with an injury right now, I believe. Um, they drafted Velas Jones, who looks okay. Byron Pringle, meh. But so I feel like he's kind of limited solely because he doesn't have a ton of weapons as well. So does anybody want to touch on that prior to moving on to our uh, next four? Nope. Good talk. Anybody? Nope. So our next four, number 14, we got Kirk Cousins, 13, Russell Wilson, 12, Derek Carr, 11, Joe Burrow. Drew, we're going to let you kick it off, or we're going to go snake style here. All right. Well, I guess I'll start off with uh, number 14, and that is Kirk Cousins. So... I really like Kirk Cousins this year. He's my QB 10. I think that with the change of uh, coaching, they're really going to be a little bit, at least a little bit more pass heavy this year. They've always been a run first team, Mm -hmm. but I think that, you know, even Justin Jefferson's been talking in camp when he gets an interview about how much better it is this year, because, you know, the coaching is really letting them get into the passing game. I mean, I have a, big year projected for Kirk Cousins. I have him for like 4,800 passing yards, 38 touchdowns. The bad thing that keeps him probably from top five is no rushing upside. But I mean, for his receivers, I think he'll be really good this year. And I know he's capable of it because he's had really good passing yard years in the past. It's just he's limited by the play calling. Well, here's the thing. I see a guy in our top five who has – negative rushing upside probably more so than Kirk at Mr. TB 12. I'll allude to that right now. Uh, am I saying he's going to throw for, you know, 5,000 like Tom Brady and 50 touchdowns? Probably not, but I'd say close to a five. I, I like your projection right on 400, 4,800. I think you said passing. Yeah. Um, he should have a good amount of touchdowns too, uh, between Jefferson, Thielen, Maybe K.J. Osborne gets some time in there and then Irv Smith coming back healthy. And I'll say now, I, I think I've said it before, but in case I didn't, I do have Justin Jefferson being at my top wide receiver this year. I th- think he finishes ahead of Cup potentially. I Same. think he's wide yeah. receiver one after this season. I mean, maybe I'm not the only one, and maybe I'm not crazy for saying that, but I really do think he's he's the guy going into next draft. 
I definitely mm-hmm. 100% agree with that. So, big upside. Anybody want to talk about Kirk before we pass it over to Kyle here? I just want to – it's not about Kirk, but I just want to say everyone's sleeping on Adam Thielen this year, and we all know he's capable of going 1,000 yards as well with Kirk Cousins. So, uh, if you can get him at – he's what? He's he's getting up there in age, though, too. I mean, we can't we can't not and, and say he that. he still catches a bunch of touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, he, he's definitely a good route runner. I mean, it's just the fact that I – he's he's too touchdown dependent, in my opinion. I mean, he's – I don't know. We're, we'll we'll see. I could be wrong, but like he's just not as explosive as what he used to be. Oh, obviously, there's some tread off the tires, but like, he, I mean, he gets a bunch of targets, like Steve said, and he's gonna get the ball. And then the value you can get him at in drafts is crazy. I'll yeah. I, I'll just say that if there was an over under uh, bet on Adam Thielen over under a thousand yards this year, I'd hit the under. I'd hit the under. Uh, as well. as well. I mean, he's he's gone over a thousand twice in his career, mm-hmm. uh, and that was 2017, 2018, and he was what five years younger then, basically. Yeah. Uh, but he's he's still a touchdown machine. You know, he's he's a red zone target for him. And if I can't get Justin Jefferson in the first round, and I need a wide receiver two or flex option. I have no issue taking Adam Thielen as that guy this year. Yeah, because his ADP right now is 73 overall. So, yeah, I mean, he's. That's good value. He's good value. I mean, and he's almost guaranteed five touchdowns at the very least, I feel like. Six touchdowns, maybe? I'd say six or seven, yeah. For 800 yards? Mm-hmm. Solid flex option. He finished. He finished. Wide receiver 28 in PPR scoring last year with 700 t- uh, uh, receiving yards and 10 touchdowns. What was his ADP last year? Well, I couldn't tell you that right now. Probably around 25, 26, I would guess. Yeah, he, he was probably wide receiver 2 range last year because Jefferson came off that huge rookie year. I mean, I have him pr- projected pretty much really close. for. I have He's my wide receiver 29, and I have him for 800 yards and 10 touchdowns. So, And that's... A damn good flex option, if not wide receiver team, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Kyle, you're up now. Your um, uh, picks between Russ, Derek Carr, and Joey B. Um, I'm gonna go with Russell Wilson. Uh, I really like, I really like him this year, way more than I ever have in with him in a Seattle uniform. Uh, he's got a great offensive line. I think Nathaniel Hackett's gonna let him sling the ball, which he really let never was Russ able to. Cook. Yeah, he was never able to do that really in Seattle, which sucked, essentially. Let's ride. <laughs> Let's ride. Let's <laughs> ride. But, uh, I mean, I have him as my QB 14 this year with 4,500 yards, 31 tutties, and I just think him and Cortland Sutton are just going to go pop off this year together. So, I don't know. I like Russell Wilson a lot this year. I think he could easily be a QB 1 and PPR scoring. So, as Drew referred to, let's ride. I mean, the guy's going right ahead of him as we speak. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, he's actually uh, QB 11. Go right, going right ahead of him is Aaron Rodgers, TB 12, Dak, in that range. You get a fairly good value, I feel like, with Russ this year. Mm-hmm. I don't think it matters 
if you are going for a stack, I don't think it matters which wide receiver you're going with. I think he's able to support 2,000-yard receivers this year easily. Yep. Um, and I just, like you said, I think Russ is going to cook. They're finally going to let him cook. And I think we're also going to see a pretty big up uptick in the running backs' uh, targets as well, whether it be Melvin Gore and Javante Williams. Looking like Javante, but, you know, you know Melvin's going to still get in there for a few touches. It's Javante. It's always been Javante. Give give me Russ this year, though. So I love that. Anybody else want to talk about Russ before I move on? No, I mean, pretty much nailed it it on the head. Those, yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to take Joe Burrow just because I know Derek Carr is uh, Zach's guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like Joe. Don't get me wrong. I think right now his ADP feels like it's kind of high. That's six. Uh, yep. Don't be a homer. I, this is 100% me not being a homer. Do I see another 4,500 passing yard season? Yes, no doubt. Do I see another 30-plus touchdowns? Yeah. The issue becomes where he's going in drafts. He's going ahead of people like Trey Lance, going ahead of people like Jalen Hurts, probably going right around the range of like a Kyler in the sixth, seventh round, probably. Uh, if I had to guess, he's going right do behind like, Kyler. Do you like Kyler over Joe Burrow? Oh, I love yes. Kyler over Joe Burrow. Hell yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I, I mean, I was just curious because I've heard I've heard different I've heard different people say different things because there are there is a group out there that say that Kyler kind of is going to fall off this year and he's not going to do as well. I mean, I I don't think that, but I'm just just curious what everybody else thought here. So, while I don't mind Joe Burrow, don't don't take it like I'm hating against the guy. I just think ADP-wise is a little high on him right now. We have him consensus right outside the, the top 10 at number 11. I think that's a little more suitable, personally. He doesn't have a huge rushing upside. And while the team has gotten better in terms of offensive line, um, I feel like that just could be a potential reason that we see more Joe Mixon touches. We see some Chris Evan touches, you know, later in the season to, or even early to alleviate some of the wear and tear on Joe Mixon. So again, do I like Joe Burrow? Yes. Would I take him as my starter in, you know, real life football, not fantasy football? Absolutely. Would I take him in fantasy football over the likes of a Kyler and like whatnot? Probably not. So um, yeah, that's just my take. I don't know if you guys want to add anything to, pretty much exactly what you said i do like joe burrow but for where he's going in adp it's not worth it if he falls past some of the more good rushing upside qbs i'll take him but like i i would not even pick joe burrow over jalen hurts yeah i I can't do it with the upgrades that jalen hurts got this year with aj brown it's gonna open up the field a lot more for him and i think he does better but so like that's the thing. I'm pretty sure Jalen Hurts is one behind him in ADP mm-hmm. right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's just tough. I don't think I'm going to get him in any leagues this year solely because of his ADP, not because I don't like him. Yeah, he's going as QB six. Um, I'd argue you could take Dak over him too potentially. Not that Dak has better weapons, but we've seen it longer out of Dak than we have Joe. Joe's had one good year. I want to see a little more steady 
progression, not maybe not progression, just a little bit like a steady path here before we go on, you know, taking him as a top 10 guy year in and year out, because I mean, he was number seven a year ago, but what happens if, you know, Jamar takes a big step back, you know, T Higgins gets hurt, whatever. There's always that what if, but I, I just, I don't feel super confident taking him at ADP right now. So Zach, that leaves you with your boy, Derek Carr. Yes. And I actually had to uh, make a decision this week in a keeper league to let the uh, wide receiver that I think is going to do pretty well this year go, just because there's too much, there's too much other value in other players that I, that I wanted to keep. And I didn't want to lose my one and two picks, but I think this year is going to be the Raiders year. Unfortunately. I mean, I, I'm not a Raiders fan at all. Um, just cause one of my, Friends is a Raiders fan, and he doesn't shut up about him. Um, but this will be uh, a year that the Raiders have a chance to make a good push just because Derek Carr, um, I mean, he's got, it, he's got it all this year. He's got the tight end to throw to. He's got a running back that he can dump off uh, passes to in Josh Jacobs. I mean, he catches the ball fairly well. I think we're going to see, I have him for, I have Derek Carr for like 4,300 yards and I have him for 35 touchdowns and all honesty, I think we're going to see, we're going to see a lot of this stuff happen just because of short passes turning into big plays because that's what, that's what Devontae Adams can do. That's what he brings to the table. I mean, he's just, it, it just, it just helps it. If you wait, like I said, if you're waiting for if you're waiting for another late round quarterback, him and Trey Lance, I don't think you can go wrong near this with this year with that either of them. So Derek Carr is like Joe Burrow light, if that makes sense. Last year they had almost identical passing numbers, except for the fact that Joe Burrow had ten more touchdown passes. They had damn near identical rushing. Uh, yards and uh, touchdowns and attempts. So, I mean, let's be honest. With the addition of Devontae, could we see Derek Carr take a big step like we saw Burrow take last year and have you know a thirty touchdown year, four thousand yards? Because we've seen four years in a row now with Derek Carr having four thousand yards passing, but only uh, two of those years has he finished inside the top fifteen. I have it, – it's literally crazy that he had 4,800 yards last year and only 23 touchdowns. I mean, I have him for just hitting 5,000 this year with the addition of Devontae Adams, but I have him for 33 passing touchdowns. And I just think that elevates him easily to a top 15 quarterback, and he did it last year as QB 13 with only 23. So, Right. You know, it's cr- people, people aren't talking about – the prospects of Derek Carr being a late round steal. I mean, if he, if he does increase his touchdown output and stays about the same with everything else, he has a Joe Burrow season from a year ago, but nobody wants to talk about that. So anybody else want to hit on that or hit on Derek at all? No, I just think Derek's really good. And people got to realize that their offensive line isn't the greatest, but they did make a couple upgrades. Like that Miller kid I hear is really good. So, I mean, they're making improvements everywhere just to try and get 
this team winning. So I like his situation essentially. Real quick while we're on the Raiders train yesterday, uh, as of eight twenty or August twenty fourth, as recording some twenty fifth, uh, the Raiders did officially release Kenyon Drake. Are you guys buying into some Zamir White hype at all? Or are you guys think Brandon Bolden's going to be the receiving back? The, uh, no, the problem is for what we've been hearing out of camp is that Amir Abdullah is going to be the receiving back. The their head coach came from uh, the Patriots offense. Mm. And they did bring over Brandon Bolden with that, but the whole preseason it's been Amir Abdullah, and some of the bigger podcasts are actually hyping up Amir Abdullah to possibly have that James White role uh, role in the offense okay. as like possibly a late round steal. But yeah, everybody seems to be down on Josh Jacobs. They're like he's not getting the workhorse role, and then honestly he hasn't had it in the past, and he's still been a good running back. So. I don't know why we're so far down on Josh Jacobs because of this new offensive, you know, outlook. Mm-hmm. But I'm still drafting Josh Jacobs for sure where I can get oh, him. And I mean, at this sad. point, you can get him as your like last ditch RB2, and that's completely more than okay for me. I agree with that sentiment. So uh, we are moving into our top 10 now, though. We've got Matt Stafford at 10, Aaron Rodgers at 9, Dak at 8, Kyler at 7. That brings Zach back up here. All right. Who do I want to talk about here? Hmm. I'm going to go with uh, Matt Stafford. Because last year, I took him in the fifth round. Granted, I probably could have got him a little later, but everybody made fun of me for it in my draft. And when we do a live draft and everybody thinks you make a bad pick, they always heckle you. But guess what? Eh, it turned out to be okay. And I think he's going to do just as – what was that? It wasn't no? a bad pick. It's just you took him three rounds too early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're probably right, but um, I think I think we're not going to see as great of a year as what we seen last year between him and Cooper Cup because defenses are definitely going to take Cooper Cup away. They're going to be like, okay, let's see what you let, let's see how you do when we take him completely off the field because I mean then, that's what they. Then A Rob's going to have, you know, seven yeah, exactly. yards. Correct. Now. But I still have him for because because of the addition of the other wide receivers, or well, wide receiver, I guess. Uh, I I still have him going for uh, 4,800 yards, um, and uh, I have him I have him hitting the 40 touchdown mark this year, um, just because I think. Uh, I think it's just going to be way too hard that offense to or that a defense to stop Cooper Cup and uh oh he left Alan my mind. Robinson. Yeah, Allen Robinson in the same offense. I mean, it's going to be a fun offense to watch and he's going to he's definitely going to be uh he's going to be probably if he's there in the later rounds, I probably won't take him in the 5th round this year. I might cuz <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm definitely targeting him this year. I mean, Stafford finished QP5 a year ago. 
putting up almost 5,000 passing yards, 41 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. And he probably finishes even higher if he stops, you know, forcing the ball like he did a few times. It felt like he had, what, two or three games with a pick six near the end of the year. Um, yeah, I I don't mind Stafford. I just I don't know if we see another 4,800 passing yard season realistically where 2,000 of it goes to Cup and the other 2,000 is divvied up between, you know, a handful of other guys. I do like the addition of Allen Robinson for him, though, if Robinson can stay healthy and can be the guy that he was when he had Blake Bortles throwing him the ball early in his career, then uh, I think the Rams are, are set and have a really good receiving course. So anybody else want to touch, touch on Stafford here? No, I think you nailed right. it. Yeah, nailed it. I like him. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with Kyler here. I'm pretty high on Kyler. I was high on him. Last year as well, maybe a little bit the year before, maybe not as high the year before. Uh, and then, of course, he finished, you know, QB3 the year before. Um, this guy played 14 games a year ago, finished QB10. And I think ultimately the first six weeks of the season, maybe the team got worse. But once you see uh, D Hop come back, this team gains another level. And I think it's really going to go towards Kyler's benefit. You're going to have Hopkins run some, you know, medium underneath kind of routes. You're going to have Marquise Brown able to spread the field. Zach Ertz is a big tight end in the, you know, big target in the in the red zone. And they're talking about getting Rondale more, some more, uh, you know, get, get him activated more in this offense. I don't know that that happens like everybody wants it to, even though I want to believe it because I, I love Rondale more. That being said, I, I think Kyler easily a top five this year. Uh, maybe not easily. It's going to be tough because there's there's a few guys I think might be right there, right ahead of him. Uh, he's borderline top five, let's say that. And I think he could have a, a big year, especially once you have D-Hop come back. Uh, as long as he's in football shape when he comes back, it should be fun to watch this Arizona offense cook. So anybody want to talk? Touch on uh, Kyler here. I mean, I'm, I like Kyler Murray a lot this year. I just like his aspect of him able to run the ball. I like, I, I don't know if you guys saw much of it, but I did like him and Ertz's connection towards the end of the year last year. They were starting to build some chemistry, which is a positive sign. But like you said, until like D Hop comes back, I think he'll be firing at all cylinders. And so, I mean, I do like Kyler a lot this year. I think he's probably arguably top seven, top eight, easy. So, I agree. I'm a little intrigued because they have had him calling plays in the preseason. Does mm-hmm. you know? Th- does this lead into the season where he's going into the huddle calling his own plays and you know maybe not listening to the OC or li- listening to Cl- uh, Kingsbury? That'd be kind of, kind of an interesting thing to see how this goes on because I think I saw a stat where uh, – Cliff called one or two drives, ended in a punt or an INT or something like that, which you can't really control the INT. It's not Cliff's fault. Uh, but then you had Kyler calling a few uh, a few drives, and I think both of them ended in tutties. So that's a little interesting to me just to see if the, the whole studying thing that everybody made fun of in his contract that got voided out is really needed. So. Mm-hmm. 
Kyle, that leaves you up next. You got Dak or A-Rod? Um, I'm going to go Dak here. Uh, so I really like Dak. So he finished top – he was 7th QB last year and standard PPR scoring last year, which is kind of crazy. I mean, he did throw for a little over 4,400 yards last year with 37 tutties. I have him for about the same stats this year. I have him for uh, – 4,700 yards, 31 tutties. So, like, for me, he's my QB7. I I mean, he's got C.D. Lamb still. Uh, James Washington, as we know, is hurt. Michael Gallup's coming back in. Jalen Tolbert's doing pretty solid as well. So, I mean, they did lose Amari Cooper, but I still think C.D. Lamb can take the big step this year and become that definitive wide receiver one for that team. And with the emergence of Tony Pollard, I think he's going to have two safety valves in him and Zeke. So I really like Dak this year. Yeah, I mean, I liked him enough to use uh, one of my keepers on him in our Boomer mm-hmm. Bust Fantasy Football League. You got him at a good value too, didn't you? Uh, I don't recall offhand, but it was, what, sixth or seventh year ago? Yeah. thereabout. Year, yeah. So Yeah, you took uh, him in the – actually, you got him in the fourth. I couldn't remember what it was. I thought it was later than that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know I got Jalen later than that, then that's who it was. I, I took him and Jalen uh, Hurts as my two keepers. Jalen was an eighth for you. Yeah, so I knew was, one of them was later, and I thought Dak was later than the fourth. But either way, uh, yeah, I mean, I think he has a decent year. Like I said, a good enough year for me to keep him. 4,800 passing yards could be a thing. I mean, he's done it before. I don't know if we yeah. see him go up that high. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think right around 4,500 is a good season ultimately for him. And... I, I think I, I think once we see Michael Gallup come back, the, the Dallas offense takes a step forward because you have the burner and Gallup. You have the, the like that middle crossing route or middle slant route to CD, and then you have the underneath to Zeke, Pollard, or Schultz, and it, it just spreads the, the field out for opposing teams, and I think he could potentially have a big year. So anybody want to hit on uh, – Mr. Prescott, or are we move on? Yeah, I mean, it basically exactly what you guys said. He, if he plays how he should, he's easily locked up a top ten spot. It's not the sexiest pick in a draft, but if you end up with him, there's really no reason to be worried about it. He'll essentially just get the job done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Has he ever been a sexy pick? I mean, I guess maybe 2018. Yeah, I was gonna say, well, 2018. Maybe it didn't look sexy, but then he ended up finishing 2019 as QB2. Mm-hmm. That's what I meant. So maybe then. I mean, he finished top 10 last year. Yeah. Kind of very quietly. No one really talked about Dak. Nope. Not at all. Kind so, of the same deal with Zeke. Zeke. Everybody hates Deke. Zeke. But he finished RB6 last year. Deke. Old Deke. Old Deke. Old Deke. Old Deke. <laughs> really crazy. Zeke is almost slipping into the fourth round this year, and he finished RB6 last year. I think it's blasphemy. If you can get Zeke as your RB2, that's amazing. <laughs> if you can get him in your, as your RB2 in the fourth round, woo-hoo! Oh, yes. Exactly. Yes, yes. So that leaves Aaron Rodgers for Drew Marsh here. All right. Well, I mean, I do like Aaron Rodgers this year. Do I have really? him for – yeah, I have him for 4,500 yards, 35 touchdowns, four rushing touchdowns because he always likes to slip in there. 70 touchdowns he's, against the Bears. He's my QB9. <laughs> I just – the only problem is 
I think he's going to be pretty spread out with his wide receivers. I don't think any of them go crazy this year. But, I mean, he's Aaron Rodgers, so he's going to get it to who he gets it to. It's just we don't have a definitive one here. So I do think he gets his own. It's just we have to be a little bit wary of the options because he's really going to spread it around this year. Yeah, I don't think he's going to necessarily ball out like he has in previous MVP years past, but the new owner of the Chicago Bears will probably produce this year. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know where to go with Rodgers this year. Two years out of his whole career of starting since t- 2009, um, only two of those years he's finished outside the top 10. Both those years he was injured. And all but four of those years, not counting those two, he's finished top five in scoring. Uh, he just puts up insane numbers for someone that doesn't run for a lot of yards. I am worried he did lose his big target in Devontae. It was kind of a safety valve. We do know that it, just looking at history, Aaron Rodgers doesn't really throw to rookie receivers. Uh, even... Jordy Nelson's rookie year, you put in Devontae Adams rookie year. He didn't really utilize them, so this whole talk of Romeo Dobbs or, or Christian Watson having huge years, you kind of have to ease the brakes here a little bit. Um, Look more at Alan Lazard, possibly. Right, and that's – even then, it's just like I, I'm, I'm super torn. It, what it comes down to, though, is I do like Tunyon still. I mentioned it last week on our episode. Aaron Jones. Uh, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, all should have big years. I'm just – I don't know if I can buy into the hype that Romeo Dobbs is going to have a big year like everybody thinks or – I don't know. We have to come to the realization that Romeo Dobbs is at best the fourth best option on the team, probably fifth. You're on fucking crack. But it's – he's a rookie, and Aaron Rodgers is known for not trusting – the rookies. It's not going to happen. He's going to have year. to do something. He can't just force feed Alan Lazard the ball. That ain't going to work. You can throw it to Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, Robert Tunyon, Sammy. Aaron Watkins. Jones he's, isn't going to be doing thirty-yard slants across he, the middle. He, he's he's been praising Sammy Watkins. He's been praising Alan Lazard. You just have to realize that he does not like spread the ball to the fourth best option on his team for. Romeo Dobbs to be super fantasy relevant. I don't. I just don't think it happens this year. This is also a guy that praised Randall Cobb last year, and how did he turn out? Not very well. Did he? No. He had like maybe four hundred yards. I'm. Just, I, I meant, did he praise him? He was just. Yes, he happy made they them got get him, him on trade. a team. <laughs> like he's the reason why he was traded. I mean, at least you have Randall Cobb this year, someone he's familiar with, and Alan Lazard. I mean, that's probably why he wanted both of them there, or else he'd have no choice but to throw to a rookie rookie wide receiver. Exactly, and he doesn't want to do that. So you, yeah, he's going to have cannot, no choice. You cannot tell the people that Romeo Dobbs is going to be a good fantasy option this year because it's not likely. You can't say that any of the receivers are going to be a great fantasy option. I never did. I'm just saying. I mean, all right. 
it just, it just isn't in the cards. There's no way Dom's makes as big of an <laughs> output that you're 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 alluding to. I'm just saying you can't say that he's not going to produce, or he you, you can't say that he's not going to do anything. Is what I'm saying. I'm gonna what say do you have? What do you have relevant. him for? What do you have him for? I'm curious. Romeo Dobbs. Yeah. Hold on a sec. If you have him at over 50 targets, you're crazy. I mean, hold on. Because that's, I just there's I'm just for, no way. I have him for 70 targets. <laughs> I there's no way. If there was an over under bet on Robio Dobbs targets, I'd hit under on the 50 for sure. Well, for sure. Okay, we're, we're, who do you have for his targets in Green Bay right now? For Romeo Dobbs? No, all of them. I want to know who you got. I have Alan Lazard for 102. Okay. Sammy Watkins at 89. <laughs> Aaron Jones at 89. Christian Watson at 70. Uh, Robert Tunyon 77. Uh, Randall okay. Cobb 64. And Romeo Dobbs 45. And then Amari Rodgers for 26. But he might not even make the team. So. So how many do you have for Christian Watson? Seventy, and he hasn't even fucking played. <laughs> Neither is Romeo Dobbs, and he's like a two-round higher draft pick. He caught like three tutties already in preseason. What are you talking in pre-season, about? Preseason, dude. It doesn't mean anything. He was playing with the ones in preseason. What are you talking? No, about? he wasn't. Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. Okay. Because you, you watched the game. My bad. It's Sorry. against twos, man. Okay, it's against twos. But Christian Watson hasn't even taken a snap. <laughs> That's fair, but he was a higher value pick. It doesn't mean anything. It does. It means a lot. Okay, whatever you think. Just go to the next QB because no, 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 no. We're, we're on Romeo Dobbs. Let's 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 do this. Okay. At ADP, Romeo Dobbs or Jalen Tolbert. Tolbert. Jalen Tolbert. Romeo Dobbs or Josh Palmer. Josh Palmer. Yeah, Palmer. Yeah, Palmer. These are all guys going behind him. Romeo Dobbs, Marvin <laughs> Jones. <laughs> Marvin Jones. Like it's the hype is too much right now. It's 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 gone too far. I don't know, man. It's the only know. reason I'm coming at you with it because the hype is going too far Every, at the moment. But I don't like, not like gonna, him. It's just the hype is too much because of those games. I'm going to say something that you have been saying all along. Every other podcaster has been hyping him up because he's going to do something. And everybody else is too, dude. Like, I don't know why you don't see it. No, everybody else is like saying, no, I heard it on fantasy footballs, footballers the other day. They're saying they, they do like Romeo Dobbs, but the hype has gone too far. He's going too high in drafts. I don't know, man. Just I'm keep just, hating him, I guess. That's all I'm saying. I don't hate him, man. It's too much. It's too far. Coming from the hey, Kyle's sitting here saying this is coming from the guy that dogged on uh, JT last year. We both did. He can't. We all did. He can't go against me on that. I'm, we both I'm did. In there. We <laughs> all dogged on him last year. It was bad. <laughs> okay. Anyways, we got a little bit off topic there. Moving on now uh, to our top six. Uh, we've got Lamar at six, Tom Brady at uh, five, Jalen at four, Patrick Mahomes at three. Drew, you're last up, so who do you want here? I'm going to take the number four QB on our consensus, and I'm going to go with my boy Jalen Hurts. If I had to pick a QB that I want in 
every draft this year, it's going to be Jalen Hurts. I picked him up late last year. I was, well, I actually had him ranked really low. I was not in on Jalen Hurts last year, but I snagged him in my one home league just because everybody was giving him that little bit of hype. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go for it. And it ended up working out for me. I mean, for what it's worth, nobody expected anything fantasy-wise out of him, and he finished QB9. He did really well for what... I mean, he only had 16 passing touchdowns, and he finished QB9. Just think about that. He's. I have him doing so much better in the passing game this year, and that only makes him go so much further. He's my QB2 this year. I just think with the addition of A.J. Brown, he just elevates his passing game this year. Yeah, he's QB7 uh, ac- right now. Accuracy. That that uh, A.J. Brown is not going to make his accuracy better. How do you figure? What, what do you mean? How like, how is AJ Brown, Brown isn't throwing him the ball? <laughs> like what? Yeah, AJ Brown is gonna catch the ball more. That doesn't okay. But what's he gonna do? Yeah, what's he gonna do whenever the ball is forty feet to the right or left? <laughs> he's just gonna turn into freaking Mister Fantastic just, and just stretch out there and just catch it. That's just exaggerating. He doesn't throw the ball forty foot off target, forty yards off target, man. I have seen some atrocious throws by him, and the only thing you have not seen a pass forty yards off target. You're exaggerating. Okay, okay, yes, I'm exaggerating. I have seen I've seen some bad play from the passing position. The only thing that saves him is the fact he scrambles and rushes for touchdowns in fantasy. Mm-hmm. If you watched any of his games last year, it was painful, but somehow the guy still came out with 32 with 32 points because he'd rush for 90 yards with two touchdowns and somehow bring the team back because the team would start playing the pass and then he'd run 40 yards and, and it was just like there it was like the recipe for winning. We'll go down two touchdowns and then wait till the fourth quarter and then Jalen Hurts will run two two touchdowns in to bring us back. He never and did it with his arm. When did he throw a winning touchdown when they needed it? He ran you need it. To un- Zach, you need to understand, if he keeps up the rushing and improves the passing even a little, he's a top-five quarterback. He doesn't have to become a, an amazing passer this year. He just needs to improve a little bit year by year. He was QB9 well, with 16 passing touchdowns last year. If he improves a little bit, 22, 23 passing touchdowns. He is a top five quarterback. I, I'm not. I'm not saying he's not a bad fantasy quarterback. I'm just saying it's not going to. I'm just saying that he's not going to improve his accuracy just because of a wide receiver. He has to improve the accuracy himself. And I think he does. He had one of we'll the see. worst completion percentages last year. By the way, just saying. That's fine. You don't have to be. Yeah, so the only way to go is percentage. up, I guess. You don't have to have a high completion percentage to be a good fantasy quarterback, which I, is show. Right. I didn't say he wasn't a good fantasy quarterback. Right. I just said that he I, has I just awful to Kyle accuracy. I mean, yeah. Josh Allen didn't have a great one last year either, but he finished QB1. So that's exactly. all I was saying. 
I wasn't bashing anybody. I was just saying. No, uh, I'm all in on Jalen Hurts this year. I've taken him, and I couldn't tell you how many mock drafts. And just I'm, I'm 100% in on him if he falls to me at the right spot. I did use, uh, like I said, my keeper on him in our in our podcast league. Uh, I think this is this guy pushes into the top five easily. Maybe not top spot, but. I mean, if we get, like Drew said, just a little bit more passing consistency, a few touchdowns added on to that 16, then I think we're fine. And then, you know, maybe cut down on some of the fumbles he had a year ago as well. And th- this guy could win you fantasy championships. And he's going as QB7 right now, 65th player off the board. So, um, I don't know. I, I personally love Jalen. I'm with Drew on this one, and mm-hmm. I'm. Uh, I, I have no issue taking it as my QB one. Anybody else before we move on? Nope. All right, Kyle. That leaves you up with either TB12, Lamar, or Mahomes. Uh, I'm gonna go with Lamar. I I don't know. I've always loved Lamar. You guys know I do, and you always bash me for it, but it is what it is. Um. If healthy, he's going to be a QB1, arguably, like maybe even top five, giving the rushing work. I mean, he's a QB that can easily rush for 800-plus yards every year. So um, I have him this year with – if he can break, like, 3,500 to 4,000 passing yards, that'd be awesome. I'd love to see it. Passing tutties, I have him about 28. Um, I don't know. He's got He's got his boy Mark Andrews. It just sucks that he lost Hollywood Brown this year. I want to see Rashad Bateman hopefully take a step forward. I'm not, like, super keen on it. I kind of like Devin Duvernay as a late-round flyer as well. But I think J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards will get a lot of workload this year as well. So, I don't know. I just I like him as, like, a top top 10 QB overall, safe say. He's going to be top 10. I mean, he was yeah. 15 a year ago, and he only played 12 mm-hmm. uh, in 12 games. Almost had 3,000 passing. Almost had 800 rushing in 12 games. <clears throat> yep. You add in that additional, what, five games he missed? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you could, you could put another 1,000 yards on his on his season. That's 200 a game. I'd like to see him at least above 3,500 this year. That'd be great. Yeah, you know, another another 1,000 yards on top of his twelve or his 2,800 he had a year ago. He's sitting almost 4,000 passing yards. He's sitting probably, uh, you know, 1,100 rushing yards or so. He, he, he's QB1 last year if he stays healthy, I I, I would venture to say. Mm-hmm. So uh, get, given given a healthy Lamar, I think it's a good year for him. My only concern is his receiving core got much, much worse this season. Sure, yes. Mark Andrews is still there, but they're giving the reins to Rashad Bateman to be their wide receiver one who only played 12 games his rookie year. And I get it, you know, James Roche and du- uh, Devin Duvernay have been there and have chemistry with Lamar already. But um, it just makes me nervous that he doesn't have a true number one receiver in this offense like he did with Hollywood Brown. So anyone else want to hit on uh, hit on Lamar before we move on? I mean, I like Lamar. He's probably, as long as he's healthy, he's definitely guaranteed top 10. The one thing I just want to hit on real quick on the Ravens is Everybody is 
really hyping up Isaiah Likely because of his preseason performance. And I do believe that it increases his targets. But at the same time, I'm not worried about Mark Andrews at all. He's going to... Isaiah likely is going to get some of his targets, but if anything, I feel like it'll hurt Rashad Bateman more than it hurts mm-hmm. Mark mm-hmm. Andrews. Oh, agreed. Yep. I mean, uh, they have nobody else to throw to, so in a second tight end that actually can catch the ball is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just means they might split Mark Andrews out wide more. Mm-hmm. And speaking of people getting hype in camp, Mike Davis right now is getting a ton of hype. Uh, the, the Ravens did place... Gus Bus on the pup, so he's out at least the first four weeks. Um, they're talking about J.K. Dobbins not being ready come week one, and there's a lot of talk that Mike Davis is going to be the guy getting all those carries and all those receptions out of the backfield. So early in the year, if you're looking for somebody in a flex or like a DFS so how, format, Mike Davis might be a play. How late are you guys looking to take Dobbins? I mean, who? that's the problem is I think he's like a third, fourth round pick. Yeah, I, don't, I think you're pretty spot on with that. I'm trying to pull it up. I'm right trying now. to find it here. Um, okay, he's a 53rd overall. So, are you just letting him slide? So, fifth by. round. Fifth round, yeah. That's I mean, it depends on what my lineup's looking like. If I'm sitting there with only one RB and J.K. Dobbins comes up, I mean, I might, I would snag him. Here's the thing with the players going at his ADP running back wise, uh, you got Jacobs going um, three ahead. Yeah, well, I was looking. At, I I think yeah. I take Jacob. I think I take. You Jacob have Dobbins. Yeah. Mitchell Eli uh, Eli Mitchell going two ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Even I take Gibson Eli two after him. So. I would not. I'd take him over Gibson. Oh yeah, yeah Gibson's, Gibson's a punter now. <laughs> and Brees Hall is right in front of in front of J.K. Mind you, but they also said too that Michael Carter is going to be their starting running back too. So, yep. So I don't like the Brees Hall train at all this year. So, yeah, I'm 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 in on Lamar. Depends ADP wise. I feel like he's going he's going fairly high for QBs. You can wait and get somebody else. I feel like if you don't want to go QB early, and still be fine. I. I I have no issue taking Lamar though if he if he falls to me at a, at a place where I feel I'm fine at at least running back and then I can kind of punt on you know a wide receiver two for a round. Mm-hmm. That leaves me up between Mahomes and Brady. Uh, I'll take Mahomes on this one. I'll leave uh, TB12 for Zach. Uh, I I don't. I don't know why people are talking like Patrick Mahomes is going to have this god-awful season this year. I feel like I've seen a lot of negative feedback around Mahomes personally due to the fact that Tyreek is gone and whatever. Um, I don't get it. I I truly don't. He's played well so far with MVS, who, uh, from what I heard, at least in practice, or I don't know if it was – or what it was, I thought he was – they were uh, meshing well together. I mean, Juju's banged up. Um, I guess Justin Watson's getting some hype that, you know, him and Mahomes have some chemistry. And then, of course, they added Sky Moore in the offseason. So it's not like while he did take a downgrade at receiver, he went from a superstar receiver to, I, I would argue, 
two good receivers that will suffice and be able to put up numbers. And if that's the reason that people are hating on Mahomes, I don't get it. He still has Kelsey. He still has that ungodly ability to make amazing throws. And if you're on the train that you're not drafting Mahomes because he lost Tyreek, I think you need to realize that MVS is going to put up some decent numbers this year. Juju, as long as his knee holds up and he doesn't have to keep draining it, is going to be fine and have a decent year. And then someone, whether it's Sky Moore or Miko Hardman or whoever, Justin Watson, um, could potentially be a sneaky player that you can play, especially in DFS formats. So uh, I like I like Mahomes this year. I did, the only reason I don't like him is ADP. I don't want to take three B that early where he's going. But if you're going to go zero RB strat and you want to go like receiver, receiver Mahomes or something like that, or I don't know what his ADP is right now, but it's know, actually three higher than Justin Herbert overall. So yeah, if you want to go like I don't know running a receiver, receiver, and then throw in him in your third round pick and go zero RBs, and I, I have no issue taking it. But what do you guys think about Mahomes this year? I, in my opinion, it's kind of like an Aaron Rodgers situation this year. Is I think the receivers are a little more, you know, spread around. But for him, he personally will be fine. But at the same time, I still cannot take him in the third round. I just oh, think no. it's too high for a QB. I I can't do it. So I probably won't get any Pat Mahomes shares this year. But I do like him. It's possible I could get him, you know, trade midseason. But during the draft, I just don't think I can do it. If he drops the fourth, would you take him? No. I mean, I like I said, Jalen Hurts is my number two quarterback, and I can get him in the sixth. You know what I mean? I Mm -hmm. just don't think at value I can do that. Yeah, I can't can't imagine. I mean, I get, like I said, if you're going zero RB, sure, maybe you take Mahomes. But, I mean, I just – I don't see it as a feasible option when – in the third or fourth, you could take someone like a Mark Andrews if you want to go tight end early, which is going to put up, you know, wide receiver two, wide receiver one numbers. And someone like, uh, I don't know, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen in that range. So with that, I will hand TB12 over to Mr. Beekner. Oh, good old TB12. I mean, I, uh, I'm so glad you left him for me. Um, I mean, what's what's there to talk about? The dude, the dude doesn't age. He still plays like he's a monster. I don't know what the TB12. I could never do the TB12 diet, but apparently it works for him because he just goes out there and gets all these signings from these wide receivers. I I had to adjust them after the Julio Jones signing because I think it will matter. I mean, it's not going to matter a whole much, but I see Drew shaking his head because Julio Jones ain't going to be that relevant because he's old. But I don't know. TB12 just has a way of finding – he just finds a way to make everybody around him better and elevate their play. And 
Uh, he's going to throw for – he's definitely going to hit the uh, 45 touchdown passes this year. Definitely going to hit uh, – I, I have him close to – I have him 5,000 passing yards this year. Um, I think he's going to light it up again this year. And uh, look at look at how weak the division is that he is in currently. It's bad. The defenses are bad. And – that's just mean that just means fantasy points for TB12. That's all that means. I'd say there's some sneaky decent defenses. They're not great, but uh, TB12. I mean, doesn't turn the ball over. It does exactly what you want. Going to throw for 4,500 yards, 45 touchdowns. It's a, it sounds like a broken record, but it's it's the moral of the story here. So I don't have much to add to Tom Brady. Yeah. The one thing I just have to throw in there is everybody's everybody was hype on Russell Gage in the beginning. Now everybody's hype on Julio Jones. But the fact of the matter is Chris Godwin is coming back sooner than we think. And we have to, you know, put that into perspective. He's doing better than we expected. And I bet he's back week two or three. So uh, that's really going to cut into Russell Gage and Julio Jones' targets. Mm-hmm. I'm still hyped for Russ. I'm not going to lie. It sucks they signed Julio, in my opinion, because Julio's going to cut into Russ, like you mentioned. And we've, I mean, we saw Brady have the ability to have multiple weeks where he sustained three fantasy-relevant receivers last year between Evans, Godwin, and AB for a few weeks. It's definitely possible we see a week or two this year where we do see Mike Evans – Godwin, he's back, and a combination of uh, Russell or Julio being a fine wide receiver, two on a team, or a DFS flex, whatever. So, me personally, this is, might be like a uh, unpopular opinion. I think Julio is going to do more damage to Mike Evans in the red zone than really targets from anybody else. You know what I mean? Definitely possible. Two big bodies. Yep. And, you know, the crazy thing is people talking about Kyle Rudolph coming in and taking all these, you know, targets and whatnot because Tom Brady loves his tight ends, but dude's old as dirt. They, mm-hmm. they drafted Kate Auten. They, and they still, still have, have Cameron, Cameron Brady. Yeah. They're going to use – I do feel like Leonard Fournette's going to get a handful of touches out of the – or catches out of the backfield, and so may Rashad White. So uh, I, I don't think the tight end position – while we're on, on this is as big of a deal as people are making it out to be. Brace into our top two. Number two, we have Justin Herbert. Number one, we have Josh Allen again. Uh, Zach, whoever you're going with, I'll talk about, and then we'll leave the last one for them to go with. So do you want Herbert or Allen, and we'll discuss them. Hmm. Let's go Herbert. Herbert, Herbert excites me. Herbert excites me this year. I love I love love Herbert this year. I I cannot wait to watch him. He's in one of the best uh, divisions, offen- divisions, and one of mm-hmm. the best offenses I think this year. And it's going to be exciting to watch. Um, I, I'm I have marked down every game that that AFC West plays against each other because. That's just it's all it's all gonna be exciting football. I mean, in all honesty, think about all the all stars that are gonna be on the fields when those teams play. Think about all the fantasy points that are gonna be scored when 
each of those teams, like when one of the four teams from that division play each other. It's just going to be awesome, and I can't wait to see it. If you love big, if you love big games and like gr- watching amazing catches, I'm telling you right now, an amazing quarterback play. That division is going to be the one to watch this year. And I have Herbert going for uh, 5,000 yards. Uh, I I have him hitting 49 touchdown passes. I think he could break 50. Damn, son. That's a big number. That's huge. But I think this year Justin Herbert's team, well, just his team in general, gives him that opportunity. His defense has gotten better. They're going to take – I feel like they're going to get a a ton of takeaways this year, which is going to put the ball back in Herbert's hands. That's going to give that offense just a ton of a ton of time to be on the field and cook. I mean, Eckler has a chance to be running back one or two easily. I would I would argue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I have I had to throw it in there is that in camp it's looking that Joshua Kelly is beating out Isaiah Spiller yes. for the RB two, mm-hmm. and all that tells me is that Austin Eckler is still going to be the full-time back because Joshua right. Kelly was terrible last year. And if he's better than Isaiah Spiller, it's just going to be the Austin Eckler show. Absolutely. Yeah. So and they I mean, spent a good draft pick on him, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah they, were, they were, they hyped him up early. So, I mean, I'm, I'm all in on Herbert. Like I said, I think this offense could be the number one fantasy offense in football this year. Between yep. Herbert, between Eckler, you add in Keenan Allen, you add in um, Mike Williams. Then you still have Rodgers 3 and 4 and Jalen Guyton, Josh Palmer, who, albeit won't be super fantasy relevant, but I think Josh Palmer is rosterable. And then Gerald Everett's there still. I think is both of them I think both of them will be really good DFS plays this year, depending okay. on the week. Value wise too, because they're not gonna be a super high cost in DFS. Um, I, I'm firmly, I firmly believe this is the top fantasy football offense this year. Uh, and like I said, their defense has only gotten better. They re-upped Derwin James. If Derwin James stays healthy at safety, they added Cleo Mack. Uh, they're going to get a ton of takeaways, put the ball back in, in Herbie's hands and he's just going to cook. So I'm with you, Zach. So that leaves Josh Allen for Kyle and Zach to discuss here. Zach, do you mean Drew? Or, me and Drew, Drew and Kyle. Yeah, <laughs> I told you that that newborn dad. Dad brain. <laughs> All right, Drew, go ahead and kick her off, please. I mean, what? <laughs> Josh Allen is the QB one. I mean, I have him for five thousand yards, forty passing touchdowns. Maybe a bit low, I guess, compared to Zach for Justin Herbert on the touchdowns. But I mean. <laughs> He no finished 50. QB one with thirty six last year, so I'm, I'm it's high, not crazy. I, I like I, Josh, yeah, I mean, he's just gonna be really good this year. I think Gabriel Davis steps up. It's mm-hmm. interesting how, for some reason, Isaiah McKenzie is at this point beating out Jamison Crowder for the slot role, and I honestly think that's better for the team. He's just got so many options. Uh, the running back situation is probably going to be super similar we're hearing hype for zach moss at this point so at that point you just have to realize that it's just not going to be great so yeah i mean josh allen is going to get his no matter who it's going to but 
he easily has a chance to finish QB one this year, and that's where we have him. Yeah, and like we said earlier, like you don't have to have a good completion percentage to put up numbers, and that's what he does. And he's a QB that also likes to run. So, I mean, last year I think he had what do he have? He had like seven hundred sixty-three rushing yards. Like that's absolutely crazy. Plus, he's thrown for close to five thousand like yards. It's he's just nuts. <laughs> like you said, he's the QB one. Like broken record here again. He's just gonna ball. I mean, what do you guys think? Uh, I love, I do love me some Josh Allen. I just don't have him repeating as QB one this year. I, I could see him as low as QB three with Herbert and Lamar finishing ahead of him potentially. Maybe even Hurts if Hurts, like we mentioned, has five or six more touchdowns and you know another six to seven hundred yards or so uh, passing at least. So I, I do love Josh Allen. I think though. Where you're taking him in drafts still might be a little steep because he's second, third round pick there ish. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> I, I just can't fathom spending that kind of draft capital on, on a guy there where you could get an Alvin Kamara who at this point isn't suspended and is playing a full season or Javante Williams or, you know, whoever in that round, Aaron Jones. So, uh, Zach, do you have anything to add to? No. Josh Allen. I like Josh Allen. That's what I'll add. So, for for our let's see, receiver wide receiver number two is on teams. Do you guys feel like Gabe Davis is? Where, where do you feel Gabe Davis is a wide receiver two? Do you do you think he has upside to compete with like Devontae? Because I feel like Devontae Smith could be a, a really good wide receiver two on teams this year. Uh, I think the clear cut, you know, wide receiver one, two, so that we're talking about is Keenan and Mike Williams. I don't know if we can put Gabe Davis in that kind of. No, no, nope. I, I'm gonna not even close. I'll be honest. I have Gabe Davis as a low end wide receiver two. Mm-hmm. So you, you'd feel more confident taking him as a flex, basically, yes. than using him as a. You, yep. So who do you think? So what do you guys think about this one? Sutton and Judy versus Gabe Davis and Diggs. Uh, I mean, just because I'm, of Stefan Diggs, it's Stefan Diggs and Gabriel Davis. Mm-hmm. But I would go just because of chemistry too. I mean, they've yeah. they've been there for two years. Gabe Davis is but, going into his second or third year, so he's been there two three years now. Mm-hmm. Like Gabe Davis is my wide receiver thirty three. Don't get me wrong, that's really good flex potential there. But I don't know. His ADP is a little bit higher than I it's want It's kind it to of be. high right now. Yeah, it's very so, high. So just some receivers going around him. Um, we're going up Allen Robinson or Gabe Davis. I'm probably going A-Rob over Gabe. I'm going Easily A-Rob. A-Rob. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thielen or Davis. I think that one's kind of a toss-up. You can go either way there, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd go Thielen. You'd get uh, – You. I think you might get the same production, if not better, it, out of Gabe. I think it's close. Uh, Darnell Mooney or Gabe? I'm taking Mooney. Mooney, same. Um, Michael Thomas or Gabe? Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. Hunter Renfro or Gabe? That's that might be the only uh, one I'm clearly taking. Oh, Gabe, I think. that one's probably that's a really good close. One. See, that's a good. Which like, one is that? What'd you right say? There. Hunter Renfro and Gabe. 
I have Hunter Renfro one spot ahead I, of Gabe Davis. I have, I have, I know Hunter Renfro over Gabe. And those are all within the same like 10, 12 picks going in. So, well, actually, mm. it's tough. I mean, close one. I, yeah, it's close one. On I Gabe just kind of thought about everybody that's on the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. I, and I'm all in on Gabe Davis. It's just the fact that a lot of these big name fantasy podcasts have talked him up now. Mm-hmm. A lot of these big you know, fantasy footballers, you know, the the Matthew Berry show, whatever he does now, now it's not whatever. Um, there's a lot of Gabe Davis talk in the fantasy, the fantasy world. And I think it's really, really rising or raising his ADP, which kind of hurts us in the long run. So with that, does anybody have any closing thoughts prior to us signing off? We'll start with Drew. Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, we're getting into our drafts. Some people have already drafted. Some people are getting ready for their drafts. So you meet, I know you just gotta, if you're listening, you gotta take our, uh, consensus picks with a grain of salt. But at the same time, you know, most of us have been doing this for a while. We're just recently, you know, putting it into a podcast. So we do have an idea of what we're doing. So, you know, at least take our talk into consideration when you're picking. Yeah. Like Drew said, you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. We're uh, four idiots out here putting out a podcast. So I, I do agree with that. Uh, I did want to throw out, I learned how to say Albert O's last name. Oh my gosh. Can you teach oh, me? What? Now I'm losing it. Albert Aguabanon. Yeah. Albert Agu- Agu- Iguana. I'm just going to call him Iguana. Agu- 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 you got me all screwed up saying Iguana. <laughs> so, that, that's the one thing that I have learned since our last podcast is how to say his last name. Um, <laughs> nice. Speaking of tight ends, though, while we're real quick, I am fading the hell out of Mike Gusecki. Yes, correct. He's playing – the way he's playing is as a, a, a big Blocker. role as a blocking tight end. And he has said it himself in interviews. That yep. he's not happy. He is not happy in Miami. So potential trade candidate this year. Possibly. Maybe. If a team gets desperate. Yeah, I've been I've been being told to uh, try and trade him, but I don't know. Do I do I do I hold on to him and just hope that he goes to a new te- a good team? <laughs> I'll say I, I, I packaged him with a, a draft pick in a dynasty league and got Jalen Waddle out of it, so I'm very happy. What? This news is just now coming out. Hmm. So crazy. Uh, Zach, any closing thoughts before I hand it over to Kyle? Hand it over to Kyle. Mm, no. My closing thoughts would get me spited. <laughs> All right, last but not least, Kyle, what do you got here? Uh, you guys pretty much nailed it. Like you guys said, take it with a grain of salt and ask us questions. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're going to try to fire up the TikTok here pretty soon. Uh, and anywhere you listen to your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere. So don't be afraid to reach out to us. We're here. We'll try to get back to you as best as we can with as much information as we can. So. If you guys are good, I'll just wrap it up here and we'll see you guys next week. Peace. See you next week. See you later. Thank you for listening to the Boom or Bust Fantasy Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and rate and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts.